Hey friends, we are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One with Friends podcast. <sighs> Having a good day? Yeah. Me too. Actually, it's been it's been pretty pretty lazy, but and I've been you know when you just want like good food, like you're craving Maybe you have a certain like restaurant in mind or you're just looking for a certain taste, but you're also trying to save money. So you start eating stuff at your house, but nothing is actually touching what you're craving. Yeah. So then you end up eating way more food than you would have originally ate if you would have just gone to eat what you wanted to eat. Yeah. I'm currently at that predicament. I've had string cheese. I've had black forest gummies. I've had packets of ramen, two of them to be precise. And all I want is pad thai. And it's (laughs) 4.30 on a Saturday night. The restaurant's open. And I'm like, do I just go get the pad thai? Or else I'm just going to, like, or am I just going to keep eating what's here and eat more calories just go get the Anyways, pad thai. I should. I should, but I, uh, I know. I'll ponder it. I'll ponder it while we podcast. How about that? Cool. Cool. Um, okay. Episode recap. And All right. we can do it. This week we watched season six, episode 19, titled The One with Joey's Fridge. Teleplay by Gigi McCreary and Perry Rain. Story by Seth Curland and directed by Ben Wise. Originally aired on March 23rd, 2000. When Rachel needs a date for a charity event, Monica and Phoebe compete to find her the best escort. Uh, Ross obsesses about his girlfriend spending spring break in Florida and Joey's refrigerator breaks. Yes. So uh, with this episode, in the soft open, we see that Joey is clearly having a hard time trying to fix his broken fridge. And when Rachel comes out uh, to assumably go to work, he tries to pull the full um, roommate card and go for the half and half routine. Except for her half is $400. And I think that's the actual cost of the fridge. (laughs) I don't think. (laughs) I honestly don't think Joey's trying to pay half. Um, But he tries to justify this by saying that his parents bought that fridge before, like, when he was born. And there were no issues until she moved in. So, one, the fridge is 30 years old. <laughs> it's so old. But he's saying that Rachel's at fault, and she said, I am only staying here until my apartment is fixed. Ain't no way that I'm going to pay for half of it. Right. A um, couple of things. The Magnadoodle is mm-hmm. a like snowboarders on I don't know the technical term but like those curved things that you see in like an Olympic mm-hmm. sport um, whatever those are called sorry people that like snowboarding um, <laughs> there's a slight uh, like goof I guess Ra- when Rachel's about to leave the apartment um, after he's talking to her about the fridge she starts to put her arm in the jacket sleeve and then the camera pants to Joey and when it comes back the jackets over her arm again ah um and then factual error joey rents this apartment so technically this episode doesn't make sense okay thank you and he should not have to pay for that fridge 
I agree. But I get it. It's just like a fun point, you know. I feel like a fridge is one of the necessities that an apartment provides. For sure. What is yeah. interesting is me and my roommate rent a washer dryer unit because one is not provided, even though the hookups are all here. We yeah. rent the unit that's in there. But a fridge, I don't think f- a, fr- a refrigerator falls within that category because I think you're absolutely right. It should be provided yeah. for. Yeah. Um, in the main part of the episode, we. Uh, what's interesting is this is sort of a discrepancy as well because Rachel comes down and joins the group in the outfit we just saw her in, except Joey is already there. And, and in order for him to be down there sitting with his apron on, assumably working, he would have had to have left before she did, but she left the apartment and he was still fiddling around with the fridge. Did you notice that? Yeah. If if she had worn a different outfit, I would have just, I would have just thought, oh, it's a different day and wouldn't have even given it a second thought. But it's the same outfit that she's wearing with the same jacket. And then she comes downstairs and all of a sudden Joey's there. I was like, okay, I think we're, I think we're a little off in our continuity for the first part of this episode. But she comes in because there's um, a charity ball and she is looking for some arm candy to be her plus one. Uh, Ross comes in with Elizabeth. They are doing a horrible job at keeping up their fake ruse of not being together in public. It's a little uncomfortable when Chandler makes a joke based entirely on truth about her needing to leave and go do homework (laughs) because she's a student. And to to Ross's credit, he runs into the joke head on, which I say actually good for him. He says, come on, like, have at it. And all the friends essentially have a joke to say. All of them are funny. Ironically, I left the hardest at Phoebe's, even though her timing was purposefully off and the joke was <laughs> kind of lame. Yeah. But I laughed out loud because... Anytime a person is younger than anybody, I think 12 is the one that people go to. I swear it's a thing. Like, I'd be in my late 20s looking at high schoolers and be like, what are they, 12? 12 is is the go-to age. I think it's because 13 is so, 13 is like a coming of age number. It feels like. Uh, Like, when you turn 13, it's a special thing. And... Maybe that under 12 is just before that barrier of, like, starting to really be a teenager. Yeah. No, that's And so it just makes him seem really young. But I just thought that was really funny that she made that joke. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that is exactly the age that everybody goes to. It's perfect. Okay. I don't know if you've ever noticed this before, but... And I don't know why I just randomly notice it now, because it's not like they're Uh not in the cafe, like, almost every episode. All the time. (laughs) But... For some odd reason, I was just I was just looking outside, and maybe it's because Ross and Elizabeth were standing with their backs to the window. Oh and yeah, I was just kind of like paying attention to the people outside. I don't know if you've ever noticed people in the show don't walk like New Yorkers. Like mm. I would think, and I get it; it's a small set. They're probably just telling them like walk back and forth behind this wall yeah. of window, basically, so we can like see people outside. But like yeah. we all know New Yorkers, they're like pretty on point and like I need I need to get where I need to get. So like it almost just felt to me like 
you can definitely tell it's fake because you guys are just like meandering as if you have no cares in the world, aren't going anywhere important, but yet mm. it's like a random weekday. So interesting. I don't know. It was just, I, it just like drew my attention because I'm like, why are they not walking with more purpose? But I don't know. Yeah. And I'm sure like, well, to your point, we don't get a lot of scenes that has such an extended view of, of yeah. that. So they're having to fill what is a typically busy city with like yeah. a bunch of people. So it's yeah. probably hard to do when they're all whizzing by. For sure. It feels like you don't get to use your extras because they're wasted as soon as they're off the screen, you know? Yeah. Also, one other like fun fun fact, there's a point in this when um Rachel mentioned something about like needing a tux or the guy would need a tux and Chandler's like, Oh, so we just have to have fifty bucks to his name. <laughs> yeah. Um Matt Le- and we all know that Joey was like, Oh, I, I don't have that. But fun fact, Matt LeBlanc actually, when he got cast for the role of Joey, only had eleven dollars to his name. Uh yeah, didn't we do that in one of our fun facts episodes? I think so, yeah. Maybe, but it is good to draw like that fun little parallel between him and his character. Because yeah. cause didn't didn't he go like, ah, oh, so close. <laughs> or yeah, something. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was funny. That's a good parallel though. Um now, in the couple's apartment, Phoebe joins Chandler and Monica to tell them that she has found the perfect guy for Rachel to take to the charity ball. But the problem is, Monica and Chandler also found her a guy to take. And so they fight over whose guy is better. They take plenty of shots at each other's person without even having met them. And that sets up the storyline of... of the couple, Phoebe, and pretty much Rachel as well for the rest of the episode. Yeah. Now, across the hallway over at Joey's, Chandler pops over. So he must have just been done arguing. <laughs> so he meanders over to Joey's and finds him in a state in order not to waste the food because of the fridge not working. He has chosen to eat all of it instead of throwing it out. Is that what would what would you do? Have you ever have you ever had a fridge not work or the you know electricity go out or what what's like your protocol when something yeah, like that happens? Yeah, our um, our fridge here actually went out not too long after we moved in. Um, okay, and with three of us, like that's a lot of food. I mean, it's not a lot, but it's just you know, a collection. Yeah. Um, we borrowed a huge cooler from somebody and so we were able to keep like basics in the cooler um Mm. but thankfully in our situation we knew the fridge was going out it was like one of those like it can happen any day so she was shopping for a new one but then by the time it actually went out we still had to wait like two weeks i think for it to be delivered um yeah it was a long time to not have a fridge but we ended up taking as much as we could to like our respective parents house (laughs) And oh, okay. just like eating, like living off of like the bare minimum that we could for those two weeks until the fridge came in. So um, coolers is usually what I do. Or I think in his case, he easily could have put it in Monica and Chandler's fridge. Yeah, since he steals from them anyways. <laughs> right. And he lives right across the hall. Yeah, I don't. I think there's been maybe once or twice where the electricity went out. And so everything thawed. But I don't think enough time went by 
Or, or there have been times where I could tell that the electricity went out and then I went back into the freezer at some point and it turned back on and I didn't know. But you can tell like the way that things have settled, you know, into their containers or something that there must have been like a partial thawing. And I'm just like, it's all frozen anyways. <laughs> now, if it was like dairy, I would probably just default to throwing it away. Or yeah. maybe like some organic matter, depending on what it is and how long I've had it. Um, but if it's something that's brand new or like a condiment that I just like putting in the fridge and it doesn't even really need to be in there, then I don't know. I feel like I have a steel trap stomach. So I, I give I give lots of opportunities for things to tell me that they're going bad. I've never gotten sick or anything like that from like food poisoning or anything, but... And I think that's only maybe happened like once, so. Um, but then Joey, he has, he has a new person that he can look to. And he turns his attention on Chandler to make him pay up for his half of the fridge. Now, I will say that his logic is a little bit more sound with Chandler. Since at least Chandler would have used it a little longer than Rachel has. But Chandler is still not having it. He, he, he tells him, I don't even live there anymore. <laughs> this which is your like, fridge. Which is funny because like um, right before Chandler moved out, he was like trying to force uh, like $1,500 into Joey's hand. So yeah. you would almost wonder like, wouldn't Chandler have just jumped at this opportunity to help his friend because he wouldn't let him help him like two months that's ago? A, that's a great point. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's a good way to look at it. It doesn't make Joey's attempts at getting money from every single one of his friends. It doesn't make it as funny <laughs> if you eliminate Chandler. But that's a good point, even though we're a little far out from that storyline. But um, so we pop over to the school. So we're finally leaving this apartment building for the first time in this episode. And Elizabeth comes up to Professor Geller in the hallway, and they are playing their not-together roles. They quickly, however, transition inside when she says she wants to make out with him in his office. And then she said, I actually wanted to talk to you about something going on spring vacation. And I just have to ask you, Llewellyn, does it bother you as much as it bothered me when she didn't say spring break? Yes. And, and I know that in, later in the episode, we're going to get to this. But I, I was like, it is called, it's just called spring break. That's what it's called. Yeah. And then I had to wonder, is this, was that not in the language ethos of culture at that time, you know, to word that in that way? But could anyways, be. maybe, um, but we did get a little bit of a answer later on the, in the episode. So that can't necessarily be it. I just don't think that there really is a discrepancy i don't know anyways um another another professor at this time they're kind of being all kissy faced in there just kind of strong arms his way into his office <laughs> okay to be fair ross could have locked that door that's what i thought i was like if if you know you're gonna start making it lock the dang door right but this professor effectively like interrupts their discussion which is gonna put a pause on them being able to talk about it. However, Ross 
is not able to stop thinking about it. He has gathered with the guys together at Joey's to discuss the conversation that was broken up because he thinks she was just going to ask him to go on spring break with her. And he's not ready for it. Um, He's like, that's not taking it slow. But Chandler gives him some sage advice. He says, tell her you're not ready for that. (laughs) (laughs) Says the person who can't communicate to his own girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Or commit. Like, it took Chandler forever to commit. So, I know. It was was a very funny moment where he gave such blatant, said, okay, then tell her you're not ready. And Ross is like, I guess I could do that. (laughs) Like, duh. Um, then Joey, he like makes a false attempt at, he's almost as if he's about to offer up some advice or something himself, but he shoves Ross into the fridge to make Ross think that he broke it so that he'll have to pay the money into the fridge (laughs) needed for a new one. And obviously Ross isn't having it either. Even Chandler says, Joey, I saw you push him into the fridge. Did you so see Joey, Matt Perry's what? face? He almost broke when he did that. Oh shoot! No, he was like he was looking, and he had slammed him into the fridge, and like his the sides of his face, like he looked like he was about to smile, but then he oh. like held it back. Oh, that's good. I didn't catch good. that. Now Joey tries to. Well, what's funny is even in the logic of it, I even thought to myself, Joey. The fridge has been off for what we can assume is several hours at this point. At least if a day hasn't passed since this morning when the original conversation started. If this is in fact been one day. You've also opened the fridge to get all of your stuff out. So the air is gone. If it had broken in real time the fridge would have still been cold for a limited time until, you know, the air finally was replaced with warmer air. Um, And I know that that's what they do. But even before Ross went in to check the fridge, I was like, Joey, this isn't going to go well for you. But then he, Joey turns around (laughs) to Chandler and he goes, hey, remember how I told you about my fridge? I'm still waiting for the money. Joe is just desperate to get it from anywhere, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Um, So we hop back over to Ross's office. Elizabeth shows back up at his office so that they can continue the conversation. (sighs) And he makes the mistake of going first. Now, he made a lot of assumptions at the beginning of the last conversation. And I know we just had the whole previous scene about him talking about it. But when she... She he should have let her say, hey, you were going to say something so that he could react to whatever the truth was versus what he had to say, because what he had to say made him look like an idiot. Because she was like, no, I just wanted to tell you I'll be gone for a couple of weeks for spring, like spring vacation. And and so the, the miscommunication again it was like it wasn't even like a miscommunication it was more of an assumption on ross's part that just didn't go well for him and then it made him look kind of dumb luckily she found him endearing so it you know kind of wrapped that up at the end for them um but ross is not done mulling over this spring break decision we 
we go to the cafe where Ross meets up with the group in the cafe and lets them know the result of this, I guess, misassumption with Elizabeth. And then the group broaches the topic, and here it is, between spring break versus vacation. A vacation is nice things with your grandparents, and spring break is doing frat guys. So this, of course, has Ross a little freaked out and wanting to call her, so he disappears off the scene. And at that time, Rachel joins them with a man in tow. And she said that they both reach for the last field and stream, which is obviously a ploy by Rachel to be noticed by this guy at the newsstand because even Chandler practically calls her out in front of him. Yeah. And Phoebe voices her anger first because they have all been working on their own to find her guy. And my argument is they... They all could have told her by now. Like, I I think at this point, it's the next day, and they've known for at least 24 hours that they each have a guy to present, and they haven't told her. Right. Like, hey, I found you. Hey, I found someone. I'll introduce you soon. Okay. Like, they've hung out. They hang out every day. And so I just, I just don't get why they hadn't told her. But then... Sebastian comes back with the coffee and the group starts like grilling him to compare him to their own picks and they essentially scare him off. There's a little bit of a break of what we can assume is a commercial break and the scene continues and Rachel is angry and they want to make it up to her by introducing their guys. And so she kind of like concedes her anger for the time being. Joey comes in asking for fridge money from Phoebe now. So he's now turned his sights to Phoebe. But she's a little sly one. She Mm -hmm. brings up a probably very fake IOU to eliminate the perceived debts between the two of them. She said that there was IOUs um, amounting to $600 for well wishes that she sent him in in preparation for him going to auditions and so he says call it even she's like that sounds great um which is very clever of her she doesn't flat out say no um and doesn't have to say no she just finds a very clever way to get him to retract it (laughs) now at this time ross comes back and reveals that it is a spring break (laughs) woohoo at daytona beach (laughs) Um, what were yours when you were in high school? Vacations or breaks? Uh, you mean like, like what did I call them? Or like, what did they end up being? No, what did they end up being based on the group's oh, descriptions? Oh, for sure, vacations. Okay. Mine I never too. had like a spring break. <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. I was a boring girl. Even when I went with just, well... I don't think I went on one spring break that was just friends. I went with a friend and her parents, but it was to a non-party. It was Sanibel Island in Florida, which is like a non-party island. Yeah, (laughs) it was uh, the island that got taken out by Ian last year. Oh, it's gone? Uh, It's not gone. It's just very, it's very much in destruction. Yeah, it, that's the island that's right by Fort Myers. It's close to me. Um, oh, okay. 
that lost like a big portion of their bridge the only way on and off oh, the island. Oh, that's right. I remember yeah. you said that. Dang. But yep. yeah, I agree. It's not a party island. It's a It's like it's a, like a Yeah, it's like an island. old Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it definitely was. So um Joey talks about his time down there, though, at Daytona Beach, because they're all reminiscing at this point. And now Ross wants to tell her that she can't go. (laughs) As if he's like her parent. And Chandler says, um, he's like, she's going to like sleep with a bunch of guys. And Chandler's like, well, maybe you just don't marry this one. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel's like delayed Uh, chuckle was my favorite. Yeah, it was so good. It was like, I think it felt like the first, we haven't made a joke about Ross, you know, being married in a while. And because we've been making fun of just the fact that she's young. So it felt kind of good to to go back into that because I miss those a lot. Yeah. So quick, like, factual error. So Joey, so at this point we're talking, they like bring up the point of like spring break, which is the MTV spring break. Uh Uh-huh. That they used to have back then. And yes. Joey mentions that he went in 1981, which Monica points out. You were 13. <laughs> is You're 13, which puts Joey at 32 now. I did the math at 32 in this show. Um, but the factual error is that spring break would have technically been in Fort Lauderdale in 1981 because it didn't move to Daytona until after... Uh. Um, until after Fort Lauderdale put obstructive barricades down the strip. So they did that and they moved it to Daytona. And then MTV also didn't begin covering Spring Break until 1986. So all of that was technically not true. Gotcha. Okay. I guess I didn't realize that they were talking about the official... MTV spring break. I thought they were just referring to just being on spring breaks. Yeah. No, they were talking about the official spring break. Okay. Got it. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. That's definitely factually off for sure. Um, so we're going to start winding down the last couple scenes of this episode. Very quick scene at um, Elizabeth's. Ross is over there while she's packing And he very quickly shows his hand, you know, that he's nervous for her to go. Um, I mean, he's got like the really small bikini on, you know, that he's holding up. It's just it doesn't go well for him. So that's all I wrote. Do you have anything else about that? It's so fast. No, that's it. Okay. We head back to the cafe and Chandler and Monica meet Rachel at the cafe to introduce their guy who is right there already in the cafe before they get there so they were probably like hey meet us at the cafe and then of course the two of them wouldn't have known each other um but they awkwardly like force them into a conversation and are about to leave them when phoebe comes in with her guy and does not let the fact that she's already sitting with their guy get in her way at all and it ends up being this kind of hot mess Rachel's embarrassed and so are the guys but she says that honestly Chandler Monica and Phoebe should be the ones that are embarrassed Rachel storms out because she says like I'd rather go to the ball alone than be subject to whatever all of this is and so she storms out um 
yeah, leaving those poor guys there. Yeah. I will say the cut of suits has gotten drastically better. For sure. For sure. Because the, the, the firefighter's suit did not look that great on him. But I think it's because of the suit cut. It was really boxy. I don't know. Um, at the airport now, we are about to, what we think is, we're about to say farewell, you know, to Elizabeth. Because Ross is saying bye and freaking out a little bit. But she finally does say that she's not going down there to hook up with a bunch of guys. She's just going to relax with her friends. And then she says, oh, look, here they are now. And a group of like 10 guys just whisks her away onto the plane. <laughs> Right in front of right in front of yeah, Ross. There's like no way all of her friends are guys. Yeah, and that no girls were gonna go with. It's right. just guys. That makes zero sense. But we obviously know it's a ploy of the writers to make this look like an impossible situation for Ross because that leads us into the tag scene where Rachel and Chandler are apologizing to Rachel, but you know, about the whole thing. And she says the ball was great. They raised a lot of money. Joey comes in because Ross had to turn on MTV. And we begin by seeing Elizabeth dancing in her swimsuit. And they're like, oh, it's Elizabeth. And when a guy's about to start dancing with her, someone pushes him out of the way. And we see that it's Ross, that he went there with her. And Rachel goes, ooh, Professor Geller. (laughs) It was good. Like she's so ashamed of him you know, caving and then being seen in public with her and going and caving on this trip. It's just funny. So any, any other facts or things, any, anything else? No, that's a, it's a pretty simple episode. All right. Um, what was your favorite scene? Um, oh, I don't know. I know this one. It really wasn't that great of an episode. If I'm going to be this one's, this one's tough. I will say, I would probably say there's a point. I think it's when Joey's eating all the food. Um, oh, yeah. At the <laughs> Chandler. end, Chandler calls him like, you're such a like, you're so pretty. Like, he says something like that. I don't remember exactly how he did it, but he definitely said pretty. And the like the smirk that Joey gives Chandler was just the it was the funniest, but also like the sweetest moment. Okay, that was at the beginning of the episode with Rachel because he's trying to make her pay and she's about to leave the door and she goes, you're joking, right? And he's like, yeah, I actually don't take checks. And she goes, it's a good thing you're pretty. And then she leaves. No, it was it was also later. Chandler also said that like it's something along the fact of like, it's a good thing you're pretty. Wait, Chandler said the same thing. Yeah, he said something something about him being pretty. Oh, dang. As he was, like, walking out. Yeah. (laughs) And Joey gave this cute little smirk. Okay. I did not catch his because I catch. I I definitely caught when she called him that. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Um, I think my favorite is just when the friends are all throwing out their their lines for the um, the age gap jokes and then Phoebe's. For her to say, like, what is she, 12? Um, I laughed out loud, so it got me. Um, Yeah, okay. So episode rating? 
I'm guessing it's not going to be good for both of I'm us. Honestly, I'm going to say, like, Marcel. For all yeah. the... Re- like, I just... It, I didn't care for it. Yeah. Yeah, I think the most, like, dynamic element of the entire... I think the funniest runner was Chandler... Or Joey going to everybody to tell him... To tell them to give him money. And then... Maybe the fact that Phoebe and the couple were, like, working against each other to try and get their person. Like, it became a competition. I think those are the only, like, two. Like, the storyline would, like, should have worked, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna say the same. I'm going to say Marcel as well. It was, it wasn't that great of an episode. No. No. Which is a bummer. Um... But I think we've got a couple interesting ones coming up. So post-show wrap-up trivia. Okay. Ross mis- Ross once mistook Carol's friend Tanya for what 80s singer? Whose friend Tanya? Um, Carol's. Okay. I don't know. I'm not yeah, going to get that. Huey Lewis. Oh. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Um, who was the host of the PBS telethon Joey worked on? Shoot. I don't watch know. watched this one already. I don't remember. I know. I Gary Collins. Either. We oh. suck today. Yikes. Must just be in the air. Um, all right. Social media spotlight. I will start again trying to catch up. Um, guess... Who we heard from? Who? Aradia. Aradia? Yeah, I think that's right. Remember? She said she was going to be gone for like four years. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. She said she wouldn't get back to us until after the series was done. She said, hey, I'm back for summer break. I might not go back. I hated it. (laughs) But it will be a little difficult to convince my parents. So I thought that was so funny but it's good to hear from you because it it felt like it was such a quick like okay bye (laughs) you know see you in four years but radia um welcome back we're sorry you hated it that really stinks um another um social media spotlight from a new friend sophia She says, hi, I have almost listened through the whole podcast in a couple of weeks. I love it so much. And I love the two of you. I'm from Sweden. And after the summer, I'm going on an exchange this year in the U.S. Oh, that's so cool. This podcast has really helped me with my English. Thank you for that. You are the best. Um, Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Sophia, for reaching out. Brand new friend. Welcome to our podcast. We appreciate you guys. So. Um, we heard back from Fran after last week's episode as well. Um, she says that um, she's like, I miss you girls. Hopefully Anne is better and recovering well. I've listened to many friends podcasts, but yours is different. Um, I feel like you guys have similar values to mine and the conversations are like I would have with my friends. So I appreciate that, Fran. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. So social media spotlight. All right, recommend to a friend, Llewellyn. Yeah, so I'm going to... There's just been a lot of good, like, new music that I've... That's come out recently. Um, So this is another album that I recommend to a friend. 
Okay. Um, as I think everybody is aware by now, Leanne and I are both millennials. We're in that age. Oh, yes, gap, we are. Generation, whatever you'd call it. Um, and I, I mean, I can't speak for her, but I grew up listening to the Jonas Brothers. And I would say they were like one of my favorite bands to listen to. But then, like, you know, they kind of like broke up and it like my music, I guess, shifted and I didn't really listen to them anymore. Um, but then in during the pandemic, I like rediscovered them. I don't know if you've ever rediscovered an old like love of music that you've ever had. Um, nice, yeah. But I did that during the pandemic and I got caught up on I think they'd only had one album since then and like a documentary or something. And so I like I did all that. And so I've been following them through the years and they just, I think like a month or two ago, released their newest album called The Album. Um, it's literally 33 minutes long, like 12 songs. It's super short. And like some of the songs are like a minute, maybe a Dang. minute and a half. Yeah. It is so fast. Um, it's a really quick, like I literally listen to the whole thing and then I'm restarting it again before I get to work in the morning. Like I've, I think I have all the songs memorized and it's not even been out that long. Wow. Um, but it's so good. It's just like, I feel like listening to their music, like I've listened to some of their old stuff and then I listened to their like recent two albums and it's very different. Granted, it's been decades, but also just like the style of writing has kind of shifted and it just sounds, I don't know, like more them, I guess. Like you can definitely tell that like their hand is in writing these songs now and not just like somebody else writing it for them. Um, mm -hmm. And it's just so good. So I highly recommend if you ever have listened to the Jonas Brothers, but maybe you haven't like been following them since they got back together a couple years ago. Um, you should check it out. I think it's really good. They have an upcoming tour. I've always wanted to see them and I bought tickets to go see them. So I can't. You did? Wait. Yeah. Oh, that's Literally fun. the day like the pre-sale went out. Um, our nice. friend Nicole and I bought tickets. I have no idea if I'm going to have PTO to go because it's going to be up in Michigan, but I'm going to do it. So it's like 13-year-old me's dream yes. to go see these guys. So it's happening. But yeah, um, highly recommend Jonas Brothers' new album called The Album. That is awesome. I love that. Um, my recommend to a friend, um, something that I had bought right before surgery that has been revolutionizing me being able to read in bed at night. I have kind of just a standard, you know, kind of like button light with a fan and it's really yellow, really warm. So it's not very bright. And so anytime you're leaning up against the wall to read, the light is not anywhere even remotely directed at the book. So it's really dark, it strains your eyes, it's just horrible. So I decided to buy on Amazon, it's an LED wall mount reading light. It's touch controlled with the button, it has five light intensity settings, so it can be really bright. Um, like at the beginning of my reading, I usually need it really bright. And then as I'm kind of going to sleep, I need it to slowly start getting lighter and lighter um, or at least I guess dimmer and dimmer is the better way to say it so that I can start, you know, slowing my brain down, getting ready for bed, winding down. Um, it has like a gooseneck on it so that I can angle it any way that I want. And then it also has like a little 
a USB plug-in so that my phone charger can also come from there um, as opposed to coming from under my bed, which is how I had it. And it didn't really give me a lot of room to move around with it. So I will link it in the show notes like we usually do with all of our recommend to a friends um, because it has been really nice to be able to read in my bed and actually have good solid lighting. Um, I've had book book lights before where you attach it to the book, but they're never they're just never bright enough if the light if the lights are out. So this has definitely been a game changer for me. So um, I recommend this wall mount reading light to a friend. Nice. Um, okay, nice. Good episode. I'm bummed that the content wasn't that great. But next week, we're going to cover the one with mac and cheese. Nice. We will catch you guys next week on the One with Friends podcast. <laughs>